we're back with another episode. This episode of the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler is sponsored by MyApothecary.com. MyApothecary is the premier online destination for hemp-derived CBD that will help you curate a wealthy lifestyle. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent any specific employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. This podcast series does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Welcome back to another episode of the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler. We are back at it again. Thank you all for joining us. Back at it again. Back at it again. How was your week this past week? Um, it was good. I went to Formula One in Austin. Ooh, literal Wait, highlight okay. of my life. For those who don't know, what's Formula One? Because I kind of don't know. What Formula that is. One is like established, bougie, rich European NASCAR. Like gumball. What? Like gumball. Like what Eve's husband does. Okay. What is that? Gumball. You know what gumball is? That's like that the international um race or whatever that a bunch of billionaires do or millionaires do and they just like drive from one country to another country and they just try to like uh see who gets there first or some shit. Oh, never heard of that. Don't know what that is. This no. is not that. It's like NASCAR because it's just the race itself. It's oh, not like driving okay, okay. anywhere. But yeah. that sounds fun too. Yeah, they, they get in these like expensive cars and they just drive around different countries. Like they, let's, let's say they go from like, don't check my geography, but like from Paris to the UK or some shit or whatever. <laughs> and they try to drive their way there. And it's, and it's like a, a two week event or a week event. And whoever gets there first, like wins the thing, but they, they're going ridiculous. Wow. Speeds. That's really cool. Yeah, Never and, heard of that. And some of them try to like, uh, you know, not get arrested or, you know, get speed tickets, but they end up doing it. So, so this is not like that, oh. but they are driving like 150, 200 miles an hour, which That's is cool. cool. And so I've been watching it forever. Like my mom and I will watch the races on Sundays. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time I was there and got to see the cars. Was it fun? Fast. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah. But I, a, it was hot. I thought it was gonna be 65 degrees. Say, Someone yeah. told me, Oh, a cool friend is blowing in false. Did not yeah. happen. And I'm also, I thought I was, could hang. I didn't think I was old. I was like, I don't want to call it full-blown heat exhaustion. I want to say I was on the verge of heat exhaustion. Jeez. But to the point where I had to take a time out two times to go lay in the shade, like drink a bunch of water, oh, take were a power in the sun, nap. Son. We were in the sun, sun. No, ma'am. Yeah. No, ma'am. But it was really cool. It was really fun. I freaking love Formula One. So it was awesome. That's cool. You know, there's a person in my life who actually probably drives like they should be in NASCAR. My god sister, Nita. Oh, really? This girl, she taught me how to drive. A lot of people think it's my mom. No. My god sister, she had this old school Oldsmobile, right? <laughs> and it had like a sound system in it. Like she, I think they called them like 22s or some shit with tweeters and everything in the back. Like these, I mean, that's probably what my hearing is so bad now. Anyway, <laughs> but like you could hear her from miles away. Like it was boom, 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 boom. Like crazy <laughs> like sound system, right? Of course, this is South Florida. And so um, this girl, oh my God, she... The reason why I know how to parallel park is because of her. Um, she could literally go down a long stretch of like a street just in reverse, never turn her head. Wow. Going completely straight. She is an amazing driver. You need, if you need to rob a bank and get away, 
Call my god sister Nita. She's your baby driver. Saying. Yes. Call my god sister Nita. She will get you out of any situation. That's all I'm saying. Wow. She's yeah. the best driver. Yeah, well, so yeah, that's what I got to do. I was really excited. It was a highlight of my life. I'm wanting to do it that's for a while. Awesome. And I got to go with my mom, which is cool because she's the one who introduced you to it. No, I introduced her. Oh. Man. And she Were you talking to meet anybody? No, I oh. wish. Um, I introduced her. I watched this video. So do you watch GQ at all? Like their YouTube videos? No. Okay. I f- love the GQ magazine their social media mm-hmm. but then they put all these whenever someone comes in or they interview whatever they do a bunch of videos it's like mm. the their videos are the 10 things i can't live without oh like okay, 10 okay. items i always have yeah so they did a gq interview with one of the drivers mm-hmm. and he was basically like dissecting popular racing scenes from movies mm-hmm. and saying like how true it is or what this is like or whatever yeah i saw that and i was like he's cute and this is interesting as fuck so i did a deep dive <laughs> All because he was cute. All because he was cute. So I'm like all up in his life, all up in his Instagram. Oh shoot, hold on. Dang. Oh, so sorry guys, we had a, a bit of a technical difficulty for some Wouldn't reason. Wouldn't be our show unless some shit popped up. I mean, Jesus. All right, you were talking about Formula One. Anyway, I saw this video of this very handsome man talking about race car driving, and yeah. I was like, hot, hotter, gotta check it out. That was right <laughs> when Netflix dropped the docu series oh, on yeah. Formula One. Yeah, so then yeah. I was committed because it was like. It was like if house, if like basketball wives mm-hmm. was focused on the husbands, but yes. the same format. Right. So there. Also, it's drama. So it's drama because let me set you a scene. Ooh. So there's 10 teams, right? And two drivers on each team. Oh, okay. So these are like the top drivers in the world. Yeah. It's very hard to get a seat. You don't want to lose your seat. So you have to do really well. But it also depends on like the team you're on, if they're good, how good the car is, all right. of this shit. So you are competing against everyone but you're also competing against your teammate even more so because if mm. your teammate's doing a lot better than you yeah people are gonna look at you and be like what the hell's going on right so it was just like and then of course the people at the top of the grid like the people who are always winning the guys who are always doing the best they're always mm. in competition because they're making millions of dollars and you mm. know they're racing at such high level yeah so it's just all drama Ooh. and i was invested that sounds cool yeah so that's what i've been doing with my life well, that's awesome. Yeah, this was my Super Bowl, my Disney World. Oh, that's cool. And I'm fun. glad you got a chance to go and that it was in Austin. So it's so close. Yeah, Austin has the only cir- like the only track right now. I think Miami's building one, but it's all European. But isn't like uh, North Carolina has like a, a like they're like the home of NASCAR? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, because I remember when I was when I was living there um, for a very short time. My sister used to live in Charlotte. Um, but yeah, they have like everything dedicated to like NASCAR and I'm just like, "Oh, this is boring." Yeah, so we have NASCAR. And then, um, or I guess it's Daytona Beach is the founder, but yeah, head oh, yeah. Qu- headquarters is in North Carolina. Yeah, Daytona has a lot of stuff. I have a few, um, some family in Daytona, and like especially during like Bike Week and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. they have like crazy events that are <laughs> that are going on. Yeah, so we have NASCAR. Europe has Formula One. It's yeah. huge, and so like the old tracks are like in Monaco and all these places mm-hmm. where they didn't go and build a track; they just like carved out pieces of the city, which yeah. is really cool. So finally, in like 2012, they brought a track to Austin, mm-hmm. and that's been here. And then Miami opens next year, I believe. Oh, cool! That's awesome. Yeah, nice. I'm into I'm into racing now, everyone. So you're gonna be a racer. Awesome. I'm a racer. How was your week? 
Um, my week was kind of trash. Um, <laughs> I hate to say it, but uh, there's just been a lot going on with like um, really good friends of mine just having um, just really tough times. And um, it just kind of brings back into perspective just kind of um, how we are really living in the simulation. <laughs> like I just, this life is not real. It is insane the amount of things that, you know, happens to good people in your life and um, or in your lives that you come across. And um, just some battles that people have to face and kind of, you know, navigating through life with that. But um, other than that, uh, my neighbor, man, I don't know. I think I might have to fire him. So remember, <laughs> I used to cut my grass when I first bought my house. I used to cut my own grass. And you literally, know, that is the most independent bad bitch shit you could do. <laughs> the second I moved into my house, I found a lawn lady. I was like, I'm not doing it. Well, it was it's actually very like... um. No. relaxing no it's hot mm -mm. no it is hot it is hot don't get me we wrong it's Texas, definitely man. hot humid and hot but if you go early in the morning especially on a saturday morning or a sunday morning before the sun comes up then you can get it done and it's not that bad um but and plus too it can get expensive too to cut your grass it's also like itchy i'm allergic to grass well you just wear what you call boots rain boots so you want me to wear boots outside yeah in the, no mm -hmm. and long sleeves just no. wear a long sleeve white shirt and some workout pants or no don't wear workout pants you need to wear like khakis or jeans because that way the buzz khakis won't bite you. or mm -mm. no um, but it's it's actually cooling it's very cooling that's you why you see saying. a lot of lawn lawn people they wear like jeans because you'll get bit up so i'm almost you finished but i want you to know that's an automatic no for me oh personally. gosh anyway but so my grass has been crazy and my lawn guy he has like this professional website he has this huge business right he has a lot of clientele but the thing is he's my next door neighbor so i'm like hey dude my grass like, like he was cutting my you grass know exactly every, when my grass needs to you be know my grass looks like shit and i'm gonna pay you like you're not this is you're not doing this for free and so the other night um i guess i missed my appointment because i didn't go on his website and confirm which i didn't know i was supposed to do uh, whatever anyway and so he comes home and it's like eight o'clock at night he has the audacity to cut his fucking grass and cuts a straight perfect line leaves my grass looking like shit <laughs> and his grass is perfectly fine and i'm just like he's like champagne really dude so and now i have to wait until tuesday until the podcast comes out to actually get my fucking grass cut because my lawnmower is broken um for some reason my lawnmower is mixing the gas and the oil together and so it just starts to smoke and i'm like hmm i don't want to blow up so let me just turn this off mixing the um, gas and the oil together yeah. didn't even know you had to put those two things in a lawnmower yeah you got to put gas and oil in it and uh yeah it's, it's something about some something some, uh i feel like i'm having a stroke i'm not but there's like a little flap or something that keeps opening and letting the gas flow into the oil and then it just keeps burning it so huh. burning yeah. the midnight oil exactly to blow up my grass so yeah, yeah. no i just bought my house right a couple months ago mm -hmm. and my mom my the lady who mows my mom's lawn was coming to yeah. mow my lawn of course because like can't do anything for myself yeah so she had one week wanted to come and i was broke and i was just like no no it's fine don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> just go to my mom's house that shit well, adds up man it does well i was like shit because the next week and the week after that it was raining oh yeah and so my grass looked crazy and so finally i was like i got a freaking letter from my hoa this, congratulations like, really crappy picture of my house yep. with the date and was basically like bitch cut your grass and i was like it's not even that tall i know i need to cut yeah. my grass hoas are so petty i used to get those all the time because i'm like listen bitch i work at the hospital i am <laughs> tired i'm not gonna get off of work and come home and then cut this grass i'm tired and they, they would literally just do the pettiest shit take a picture and be like you need to cut your grass fuck you hoa because then if they do it for you they're gonna charge like a hundred dollars or some shit so don't that, ever let yeah. them I'm like, don't you have like crime to catch? That's what I'm saying. There's a they lot of things watch. going on in this neighborhood. Yeah. I'm like, you're gonna get mad at me, but people are putting a ghost and skeletons in Seriously. their yard. Also, I feel like a bad 
neighbor because my whole neighborhood now has decorated their front yard to oh, like yeah. pumpkins and ghosts mm-hmm. and crazy spider webs and yeah. lights and i'm just here with big ass like grass yeah so. pretty much me too i am um, like I, that's the spooky thing i'm doing is not cutting my grass yeah i finally decorated my house for christmas last year but that was only because my family was here and my nephew was was in town so i was like okay i gotta put the lights out put a little deer and all that. Cause i remember you went to the store for yeah. me and got the deer on your side of town um but yeah for, for halloween last year i actually did get these little inflatable little uh, minions and stuff to put on my front lawn but it rained and so and then we were still in the middle of a pandemic which we are still now but it's not as it's not as bad as it was last year um and so i was just like i took them things back i was like i'm not about to have these shits in my my garage so i took them back so um, i think i still will pass out candy this year but i'm not gonna have any decorations i think i'm gonna get some pumpkins pumpkins are cute yeah i'm gonna get some pump i'm gonna try to decorate real a little ones bit or fake ones real I, oh, okay. i'm a real pumpkin girl oh, okay. myself so the candy corn is out don't oh worry the candy God. corn is already out inside of the house i think i got bamboozled into hosting a halloween party you didn't even invite me gosh that's rude no i didn't because i once again bamboozled into it my friends were over and they were like oh we should do something over here for halloween and i was like oh i don't know like my brother's birthday's halloween and they're like oh it's okay next day we'll hand out candy (laughs) they're like well they want to do the thing on tiktok where everyone makes their own drink oh okay yeah yeah Yeah. so now i have to buy decorations so you guys just want to get drunk it's just yeah. a reason to get drunk okay i was like i work the next day but cool let's do it exactly oh god you're gonna be so hungover people don't understand that you can't do that my job your job the job no no longer your job because we you need to be in control of all of your faculties because people's lives are in hand yeah and i'm just like you cannot lift people no you can't drunk i cannot no you cannot effectively no. do your job hungover. definitely not that's not gonna work definitely not that's mm, yeah hoas are very petty and i, and I actually wanted a very strict hoa but then once they started sending me letters i was like bitch not for me for other people like, <laughs> well i'm like uh-huh. i'm not used to it because i never had an hoa growing up me neither my mom's street looks half of it looks beautiful and half of it looks like some crazy people live very there true. and have it's abandoned yeah so this is very new for me someone telling me that i have to cut my grass yeah i'm just like you need to do something else better with your life stay in I'm the like, office well, whose job is it to just run the streets and take pictures of people who are breaking the rules, but also how much should they get paid? I could do that job. That's what I'm saying. I could do, just stay in your car. You know, it's minimal contact. That'll be a perfect job for me. I know. Yeah. I would love to do that too. Those bastards. Anyway. Yeah. So needless to say, my grass is going to be cut on Tuesday. I confirmed my appointment on the thing. Cause I was going to ask him like, Hey dude, can I borrow your lawnmower? Cause he was out. He was like, he's always like, Oh, if you need to borrow anything, just let me know. And I'm just like, he's like, Oh, I'll go ahead and cut it. No, no. You, were <laughs> you had to cut your it. chance. You had your chance. So you missed out <laughs> on your money damn it i'll get you next time anyway um so yeah but hoas suck but they're good at the same time um all right let's go ahead and get on into it uh do we want to start somber i you know what i heard trey songs was actually really mean in person so he seems like it yeah he seems like he's all ego and because he's a skinny bird oh yeah he's just skinny and he's probably hungry all the time who knows anyway um, I don't like Trey songs. I don't like, he sounds like a goat. Anyway. What? Like a, a little, a literal animal. That. Not that he's the greatest of all time. He, is he definitely, sounds like a little animal. I used to yeah. really, I, f- I flicks with Trey songs. No. Mm-mm. He's colorist though. Yeah. For I, sure. Not surprised. Him and them raggedy ass braids. Anywho. Um, so a little somber note, Colin Powell. <laughs> Remember him? I do. He died this past week. Oh, I heard about that. That's so sad. I know. He was such an amazing, like, you know, decorated uh, military guy. And um, what was he? The uh, attorney general? Was he attorney general? Wasn't he? He was the attorney general. You're asking me questions you know I don't have the answers to. I want to say he was the attorney general. He should have been. 
I just remember people were asking him to run for president, and he said, absolutely no. in the black, hell not. I will never do that. He and was the United States sec- uh, Secretary of the State. Secretary Why did I think he was the Attorney General? <laughs> listen politics is not my strong suit okay listen I'm, we I'm never said we were history buffs up exactly this is not a history podcast uh yeah he's he was the united states oh because he was the secretary of state to um bill clinton right wasn't he for bill clinton i think sounds right <laughs> i don't know i want to say for bill clinton he was listen we know <laughs> we know what the man looks like we know his name and we know that he's no longer with us unfortunately and that's yeah. the highlight yeah because obama took over in 2006 2008 Eight. So Bush, he was Bush. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and y'all, it's been a long week, <laughs> and we've had to go into to a new one. So forgive us if we don't have all this stuff right. It's totally fine. Anyway, Colin Powell, an amazing guy, right in politics, military. He died unfortunately from complications of COVID. He was eighty years old. Was he really? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was that old. I didn't realize that either because black don't crack. He did look good. He looked he maybe 64. 60. He looked 60s. You yeah. think? 60s, he was 84. 70s, yeah. Yeah. So you got a little bit of, bit of black in you. You're not going to age horribly unless you do drugs. Huh. <laughs> then you'll age really. I mean, but like drugs consistently, like weed, stuff like that. That's not really, no. Nah. But like meth, heroin. Don't do yeah. those. <laughs> those are like, the ones. Yeah, meth and heroin. Did I tell you about, I had, so first, I had a patient this week who kept telling me that he got cancer from Agent Orange. And I was like, okay. He's also. Oh, yeah, that's true, though. I know, but he's also a meth user. So I'm like, oh. mm, <laughs> did you? Well, because I, because I, I hate you. <laughs> I so hate you. I'm like, eh, I'm on the fence yeah, about this That one. Agent Orange, first of all, our country is horrible. How are you going to use something to your for your enemies and it ends up hitting all your veterans? Like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Dude, oh yes. And then so he was a meth user and you know how they go to like methadone clinics and yeah. stuff. And so he's in the bed and he just like can't move, super shaky, super weak. And he mm-hmm. just kept saying, you'll, you'll see as soon as they give me that methadone, this is all goes away. I'm fine. You'll see. You'll see. I just need a little bit of that. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. I can't give you any. What do you want me to do? Get you some meth? Does he realize what methadone is? <laughs> First four letters, dude. Meth. He's like, you just got to give me the methadone. Meth. And I was like, I can't, sir. I was like, I can guarantee you all this shit stops as soon as you have that in your system. Yeah, but. You, I need my hit. <laughs> Come on, nurse. <laughs> they just I, need my hit. They just, I need my methadone. And I was oh like, my Great. God, that is crazy. So yeah, I know what drugs can do to people. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Agent Orange and meth. Wow. <laughs> so off that note, um, so did you hear about this whole fiasco with, um, it came out a couple weeks ago, but we never discussed it. But I wanted to discuss it only because uh, a situation happened that was kind of closer to me uh, with regard to my best friend. Anyway, remember the photographer um there was a this big photographer story where this guy um was a photographer and he went to this these people's wedding and took all these pictures and everything and he asked for a plate of food you're good are we paused okay um he asked for a plate of food and they told him no and apparently the man had been there so he deleted so he deleted all their pictures petty labelle right petty petty pendergrass okay petty white um and so it was this big controversy and he of course gave his side of the story because everybody was like oh that's trash why the fuck would you do that you shouldn't expect this this and that but apparently he ended up giving details that it was a friend of a friend and he was doing this couple of favor allegedly we were only saying alleged for allegedly for the podcast and um, exactly and so he said that he had been there for eight hours it was an outside wedding 
a work day a work day and he just asked for a plate of food and they told him no and then he said that the groom um came up to him and he was just like dude like that's like i'm fair that you won't give me a plate of food and he's just like yeah no he's like well you know what? i'm just gonna delete all these pictures and he said the groom was standing right there and was like okay delete them we don't care see your husband got you in trouble seriously because uh, man I hope he really didn't delete them. I hope he just like pretended to delete them and mm -hmm. was like, you know what? Give me my fucking money. But my, my best friend is a photographer in Atlanta. Shouts out to Lakes Takes. If you guys are in the city of Atlanta, um, Lakes Takes, L-A-K-E-S-T-A-K-E-S, -E -E Lakes Takes on Instagram and on Facebook. She's an amazing photographer. What's her name? Larissa. Oh, I thought her name was like Lake. Oh yeah. Her last name. Lakes. Oh, her Larissa name is Lakes. Lakes. Yeah, oh, Lakes. that's cute. Lakes Takes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wish we had cute names. What do you mean? Well, people call me flamingo, so never mind. <laughs> I don't I'm like called foul smell, foul ball, party foul. So, semi foul position. <laughs> oh, that's a new one. For uh, you never heard nope. semi fowler? I mean, yeah, I write it every day, oh, yeah. but no one calls me that. <laughs> semi fowler. Semi fowler. <laughs> yeah. So, Lake Stakes, if y'all are in Atlanta, definitely hit her up. She's an amazing photographer, and um, so she's been having this this issue where, like, you know, well, not, it's not that she said. I think all photographers are all people who have their own business kind of go into this issue where, you know, you have people who are just like, oh my god, I love your work. Like, you know, what's your what, what are your rates? And then as soon as you tell them the rates, they're just like, oh, well, can you do it for this and this amount? And it's like, okay, do you ever go to Target or Walmart and ask them for a discount? Then no. don't ask somebody with a small business do, for a discount. LOL. Yeah, you're trash. Like, don't do stuff like that. Like, even I've had friends with businesses, um, especially one of my friends who actually lives in Houston. She's a caterer, um, Monty's Cuisine. Shouts out to Satin. Yeah, um, a lot of shout outs today. Exactly. Um, listen, this girl, first of all, Satin, I think, is a year older than me. Her name is Satin? Yeah, Satin. I, love this. I used to steal her name all the time when I was in high school. You'd be like, hi, my name is Satin, because I love that name. It's, it's such so a beautiful cool. Name. Yeah. So she has a, a, her own catering business, um, and she's in Houston, located in Houston, Texas. And um, she cooks like a 90 year old black woman Oof. like legit this girl's collard greens her macaroni and cheese to die for so like even with her business i'm like do not give me a discount because i'm your friend like you uh -huh. you will go broke trying to give people discounts but i'm just like why do we do stuff like that like because it's our friend or somebody like a hookup like oh they're gonna give me the hookup like you go into these stores you go into again target walmart you go to the grocery store you go to gucci you know wherever you go to all these stores you never ask them for a discount why are we asking people for discounts okay on the topic of gucci I just need to talk about this really quickly. Oh, jeez. Okay. When I was in New York, I went yeah. to the Gucci store on Wooster. Okay. Uh -huh. First of all, it's like not a normal designer store. It's yeah. like their um, concept space. They're trying to mm. make it like cool Neo Gucci. So there was like one white person working there. Everyone else was people of color. Wow. That's Young, awesome. like asians black people brown people they're all dressed super cool they're all super people were dancing in there it's because they got canceled last year <laughs> probably so friend everyone was so happy yeah. so like they'd be like you know the typical shit like how are you doing mm -hmm. today and i'd be like oh i'm good how are you and they're like i'm awesome having such a good day like vibrant and i was like what the fuck everyone you're so happy they're That's playing toxic work they're playing their own music so everyone <laughs> yeah. there's just vibing having a good time right um and I was like, ah, this is the place I want to live. Like, everyone was so happy. And it's a nice. trap. It wasn't fake happy, though. They were just, like, vibing and chilling and cool. And everyone was so polite and nice and never trying to upsell or just get you to do anything. They're mm -hmm. like, how are you doing? You want to touch anything? You want to see anything? Tell me what's up. Da -da -da -da. Remember how we used to co-treat and co-eval? Yeah. And we were so happy. People were like, you guys really look like Maybe you enjoy your jobs. Like exactly. But and we were like, in the most toxic environment. Is this the environment I was cultivating for people? Because this all, was amazing. It's a facade. And uh, <laughs> so we were talking to one of the guys there. Shout out to Tony at the Gucci on Wooster. Ooh, and I Tony. was just like, cause he was just like, oh yeah. Cause 
I was like, is every Gucci store like this? Because mm-hmm. I want to live here. Like yeah. the vibes were immaculate. And he was like, no, this is this new kind of, this is the future of mm-hmm. Gucci where they want to push it. And he's like, we have a lot of um, artists that come in mm-hmm. and all of these things, right? Oops. And we were like, okay, so tell me the real deal. Like yeah. how much are y'all making? And he was like, Gucci takes care of us very well. Like the bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And Cause he was up there from somewhere else. And he like, was give just- Give us a number, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just saying like, oh, you know, like, without even trying if you're working at a gucci just off commission he doesn't he's like i don't make commission anymore i'm on salary but just off commissions and stuff if you're not even really trying you're clearing like 150 grand a year at a gucci store at a gucci store i was like i'm about to quit my job and work in gucci i'll be fly as hell we're in the wrong profession i'm like at a a gucci store and he was like i've traveled the world with gucci if you put in the energy and the effort you will move up if you want to i was like i swear to god this shit was racist but you're not making it sound like it is that's because he's a person of color and they must (laughs) i don't know what happened to gucci in the last 10 years or two years i guess but they were like listen let's what's his name um what's the guy's name dapper Dapper Dan. dan yeah he took over yeah so I don't Bring know if they the were blacks. like, we're all the blacks who really want to work hard because exactly. we're going to push you. But I was just like, if I can make that much working at a freaking retail store. We're in the wrong profession. We're in the wrong profession. But, but anyway, yeah. if you have the chance to go to the Gucci store on Wooster, I 100% And recommend. I bet you people don't ask them for discounts. So don't ask them no. for some. Like, yeah, no, you for would small never. businesses, please stop doing this. Especially please stop for asking for discounts. Why would you ask for a discount on a service? Exactly. But, but it sees people's product and it's their livelihood. I don't care if somebody has a t-shirt business. You don't understand the amount of work and labor that goes into them creating a t It's not about just going to the store and buying a t-shirt. They have to put in the effort, the time, the creativity. All of that costs money. And people got bills. Mm-hmm. Like, stop trying to shortchange people. Like, especially small businesses. Like, ugh, I hate that. Anyway. But if I yeah. ask you to do something for me, I sure as hell better get a discount. It's very true. Thank I mean, now my best friend, because Lace takes, she is my best friend. We've been friends since the second grade. I'm not paying for no pictures. But also, here's the thing if it's a friend of a friend you're not getting a fucking discount that's very true it's a it's a reference yeah like you may get me to show up because i wouldn't have for other people yeah you know or it's easier for me to get the days and the times that you want yeah i'll squeeze you in and stuff but you still gonna have to pay yeah 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 like even like people who used to like do my hair and stuff like that before i locked my hair um and i'll just be like hey no don't give me a discount Mm -mm, charge Mm -hmm. me what you charge other people because when i have a product like i'm don't expect no discount okay my thing is i don't ever want to feel not indebted but i don't want to feel like oh you scratch my back i'm gonna scratch yours exactly no back scratching over here but also too that's not very good business that's not a good business mind to give people product like give people discounts just because you you want the business because you're gonna you're robbing yourself and then Mm -hmm. too if people people can go out here and buy gucci and buy apple and buy all these other products and never bat an eye to how much they are paying so your product is worth it and when you keep discounting it you're telling people that your product is not worth paying full price for and that's a very dangerous thing the only time you should ever be discounting your product is or product or service is if you're running promotion i mean that's just like business 101 and that's only like certain situations like holidays or you just feel like doing it because you you know your customers have been really you know putting in the time and money or whatever but discount should not be oh i'm gonna give you the family no you get what you pay for people yeah now if it's something on the side okay thank you for the discount but if it's your livelihood stop giving people discounts stop doing that that's horrible business that's your psa for today thank you absolutely um also too piggybacking off of uh product and quality (laughs) someplace that's not very good quality and i hate talking about these type of entities because i graduated from one mm, but we gotta go there we, go. we gotta talk I about like it HBCU. that's right hbcu famu shouts out to famu 
Uh, there's another HBCU, unfortunately, that's in the news as in the hot seat. Howard University. Ever heard of him? Yeah, because that's where um, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Yes. R.I.P. Also, uh, Debbie Allen, Felicia Rashad, Taraji P. Henson. We can go on and on and on. They are alumni on and from on that and school. On and uh, but it's not where. Where did all the Cosbys go? What do you mean? That was Hillman. Hillman. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought as a kid, Hillman was loosely based off of Howard, which I think it was because Debbie Allen was a director. So yeah, um, I'm yes. not off. And I wanted to go to Howard actually. But I, my wanted parents to go to like, I wanted to go to Hillman too. until I harsh reality. That was, that it wasn't real. God, <laughs> that broke my heart as a kid. Anyway, shame on you, Bill Cosby for making that a real goddamn school. Of all anyway. the things you've done, we're going to hold you accountable for that one. Exactly. Bill. <laughs> but thank you for giving us a great experience. But anyway, Howard university is in the news recently because of some really controversial stuff. So, um, HBCUs are very old, right? As are PWIs, right? Predominantly white institutions. The problem is that HBCUs, unfortunately, does not have the same funding that PWIs have. So there sometimes is a lack of, um, maintenance that happens especially with older dorms and mm -hmm. the renovations are not as as up to par as some other universities so recently um howard university students have been having issues in the dorms with mold i'll say allegedly with mold there have been i mean so many videos yeah of you students. can't call them mold unless you test it it's very true well it's it's definitely mold because the way <laughs> Allegedly, well, 100. I exactly. know for a fact. It's um, it definitely looks like mold from the TikTok pictures. <laughs> and it looks and like mold and talks like mold. Exactly. So, um, the students have literally. I don't know if the students bought them, bought this stuff themselves, or if the school provided them with it. But students are not staying in their dorms, and they're literally in tents outside of their dorms. What the. Yeah, they literally look like they're in like a refugee camp. It's insane. Oh, the FEMA tents? Yes, it's literally like FEMA tents in there. And it's insane. And the, the students took over this one particular building. I think it was like a student resource building or something like that. And then, of course, they were asking to speak to this, the president. And they were just like, listen, we pay all this money for school. We pay all this money for housing. There should be no reason why we are living in an, in an environment that has potentially toxic, you know, uh, uh, mold growing, you know, on their clothes dorms are and supposed shoes. To be and bad, but they're not supposed to be that bad. Listen, dorm life at FAMU shots out to Cropper Hall. I don't even know if it exists anymore. I think they tore it down and they only have like one set of dorms. Why was there mold? No, I think they they ended up turning it into like a resource center and they ended up like making like more apartment style dorms. Um, but the dorms that we stayed in, they were they were old as shit. Like, okay. <laughs> let, me, let me take it down a memory lane here. So the dorms in the summertime, of course, this is North Florida. So you get a little bit of a winter. So during the summer months, the AC is turned on. It's this one knob. It's just high or low. Bitch, ain't no medium to the AC, okay? In everybody's room. It's it's, it's high, low, and off. That's it. So in the, the wintertime, once it starts to get cold, there's this boiler like room that's on the other side of campus that controls all the heat and AC, right? What the hell? So they flip the AC off and all you get is heat. All the time. All the time. And because it is cold for like a couple months. But then once it starts getting back hot again, all you still got is fucking heat. So you be hot as shit. And then you complain to the RAs and you're like, we are hot. And everybody just has like these fans. Like we just, it's horrible. So black schools, you, there's a, a special experience that you have when it comes to the dorms. But I've never had any issue with like mold that I'm aware of. Um, but the bathrooms are god awful. Oh, they're really? disgusting, disgusting old. Like, even when they clean it, it's just oh Jesus, that brings back horrible memories. Did you have to share a bathroom? Yeah, it was community bathrooms. There was no bathroom in your actual dorm room. 
Oh my god. Did you have dorm rooms that had a bathroom in it? Yes. Alyssa. I went to a white school. That is so unfair. And I was in one of the newest dorms on campus. It was nicer than my house. But we had a shower, a bathroom in our room. So it was just me and my roommate that shared it. No, I've always wanted something like that. But no, we had community bathrooms where, and I, I my dorm was right across from the actual bathroom. So there were two on each floor. Mm-hmm. And I think each floor had like maybe four bathroom stalls, like toilets. And then it was like five shower stalls. Wow. It was disgusting. Because you would walk in there and people had their hair just all, just everywhere. It was disgusting. You literally had to have like a little shower caddy with a bottle of bleach and just, I would choke on that bleach every single day. So it's ridiculous. the older dorms on campus, I think were like that, but my dorm was newer and the other new dorm wasn't like that. And we had central AC. So I would, that shit was on 65 every day. That's, I was freezing my ass off going to bed. Man, no. We had, we had my, you know how your parents don't let you turn on the AC at home? True. I was like, da, 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 da. I'm an adult now. Yeah, I'm an exactly. Adult now. Yeah, we didn't have ceiling fans, nothing. You had high, low, off. That was it. Wow. That was all we had. We had very different experiences. Yes. That shouts out to HBCUs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is why my house is always cold now. But yeah, so um shouts out to Howard University. I don't y'all y'all need to get it together. Please How, I get just, it together. Listen, kids. that's an expensive school, yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean it's not private, but But it's, it's still it's expensive. Still expensive. Yeah. Here's what I'm not because it's in DC, true or false? Yes. Uh-huh. What what I'm not gonna do is pay money to live in fucking toxic environment no i get not. that i could get that at home and these are gen z people so gen z is not gonna stand for this shit no they're like we have rights yeah my generation have been like mom i don't like this school anymore no, but gen z is it. like god damn it where the hell is johnny cochran we're <laughs> sick of this shit <laughs> they're like we will mobilize exactly. we are a grassroots campaign listen they we're got on a, the twitter and the, the tiktok yeah they got a whole agenda like we want to meet with the president and the president again i guess allegedly has refused to meet with them and i'm just like this doesn't make your university look very good, buddy. No. Because here's the thing with HBCUs, with any college, you have to understand that these kids do not have to come to your university. Like, legit. The, the generation now, these kids are getting accepted into multiple schools, like mm-hmm. double or digit numbers. Or going on YouTube and making money. Exactly. Or going to code and making money. Right. Or even taking classes online. They don't have to go to your school. And for you to, like, you're paying all this money. Because I remember when I went to FAMU, I think to stay in the dorm, it was like maybe $2,300 per semester to stay there. And that was expensive. But that's a black school. What, what did you pay? Did you pay more than that? I paid more in dorm fees every semester than I did in tuition. Are you serious? And that's Austin, baby. See, that's, that's why Austin, you had your own Texas. bathroom. That's I want to say get. I paid about $11,000 a year no in housing. Way. Yeah. No, I remember my house because I actually have a receipt. I still have a receipt from that because they used to give these bootleg. Was it a receipts. semester or a year? I don't even remember. It, but was, it was like a lot. I think it was like twenty three or twenty four hundred dollars every semester to live in the dorm, and I only lived in the dorm uh, two semest well three semesters technically because I went to summer school right before um, school actually started my freshman year, and then I stayed in the dorm. Uh, that fall and then that spring and then I got the fuck off. I was like, nah. Dude, yeah, goodness. I want to say it was like ten, eleven thousand dollars either a semester. Damn. I want to say maybe even a semester because I want to say my tuition was maybe like five grand. Is UT private? It's public. Oh, I pa- that's what I'm saying. So it was like my Damn. tuition was never the problem. It was always housing, so expensive in Austin. Yeah, Austin is just expensive for no reason i lived in student like i my second year i worked at the apartment complex i lived at to get a discount discount? Uh uh-huh and that that's a story for another time now see that discount is appropriate (laughs) that is an appropriate discount but they worked me to hell but also that was just like the wildest time of my life because it was a brand new student housing building extremely expensive it was like 17 18 
$2,200, depending on your apartment a month wow. for high, for college kids. Yeah. Right. So you can imagine the kinds of They're kids. They're going to tear who, it up. You can imagine the kinds of kids that can afford to live there. Mm-hmm. And it was just a crazy experience. But that is insane. That whole place to live. You're spending more in housing every year yeah. than you are in tuition. That is insane. So, yeah, Howard University, please get that together. That, you know, when one HBCU looks bad, we all look bad. Fam, you has had their share of looking bad in the public eyes. Okay. <laughs> so it is definitely somebody <laughs> else's turn. Is, kids now know, like, they can just hop on the internet and do whatever they want. I think that's why they feel so entitled to things yes. is because they have this information. They don't always have like, I don't know, the education or yeah. what they need to back it up. But at least they're like, hey, you know what? We deserve a meeting with you to discuss yeah. our issues. And we know how it works. Because and they we got can numbers. Google. Right. They got numbers. You know? So it's, it's oh gosh. I hope, that, Howard, I hope y'all get it together. Please, 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 please. I would not. Oh my God. Mold? Oh no. I mm-hmm. couldn't do it. I mean, we had a couple roaches and stuff at, at the dorms. But I mean, that's Florida. I mean, you got big ass flying roaches and yeah. shit. And I mean, that's just always going to happen. But yeah, I mean, you had paint chipping and it was just man them beds horrible 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 housing but then they they ended up renovating a lot of the stuff i know at famu but it's very difficult especially being an hbcu especially when your funding is little to nothing compared to pwis we had a lot of racism and sexual assault but other than that it's pretty groovy (laughs) okay okay i guess i'll take the mold (laughs) i mean mean, if you had to pick if i had to pick i'd pick the mold (laughs) i mean geez all right let's take a quick break and we'll be right back This episode of The Face-Off with Fleming and Fowler is sponsored by MyApothecary.com. MyApothecary is the premier online destination for hemp-derived CBD that will help you curate a wealthy lifestyle. CBD is one of many restorative compounds found in the cannabis plant. Its benefits include decreased pain, improved mood, decreased anxiety, and much more. Some of y'all know that I have crazy ADHD, so I'm heavily medicated at all times, and I've been taking CBD oil at night to kind of calm me down, get me ready for bed. 1010 would recommend. Worried about regulations? The passing of the 2018 Farm Bill made hemp-derived CBD legal to sell and consume. So yes, CBD is 100% legal and perfect for every person of legal age. My Apothecary's featured line, Broad Bloom, offers broad-spectrum CBD oil drops, sports cream, and soft gels. These products have no THC, so you can stay fly without the high or zen without the spin. Shop now at www.myapothecary.com and sign up for their newsletter to get exclusive offers, product releases, and CBD news. Remember to always check with your healthcare provider before consuming any supplement. You must be 21 to purchase and consume, and shipping is only available in the U.S. of A. Don't forget to shop at www.myapothecary.com. All right, we're back from the break now. Um, so uh, some other things, let's, let's get into some more medical stuff that we were uh, talking about. So we work with, or I used to, you still do, work with transplants, right? Um, and with regard to like COVID and stuff that's still going on, did you hear about this lady who was on the list to get a kidney and she got denied because she refused to get the COVID vaccine? No, but I, he, uh, What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are, it's a crazy time we're living in. And a lot of people are dying from this very specific virus. (laughs) Yes. And the only way right now we know how to fight this virus is a vaccine. Yeah. And I mean, you have to check all these other boxes Mm -hmm. and I'll do all these other things. So I think from a statistical outcome standpoint, it makes a lot of sense for them to be like, we need to cover all our bases and make sure Mm -hmm. some crazy thing is not going to come and get you sick. 
remember the heart transplant we had at the hospital who had COVID? Yes, yes, yes. And like, I think about that all the time because she yeah. came, she got her heart transplant. She left the hospital. She came back with COVID. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Yeah, it was. It Your was body horrible. can't fight all of these things at the same time. You're no, on all these anti-rejection meds. Mm-hmm. You're doing all these other things. So it makes sense that they would make her get the vaccine. It's one of, I mean, you still have a choice, right? You, it's yeah. my body, my choice. You can right. choose not to get it. And your consequences, you don't get yeah. the but, transplant. But, but I think two people don't understand kind of the, the background that goes into transplants because like I used to sit on the committee for the heart transplants at the hospital that mm-hmm. you currently work at. And I didn't realize that all of this went into transplants. Like literally you, it's a whole board of people. Like you have pharmacy, you got rehab, you have the physicians, you have case managers, social workers, a psychiatrist. You have all of these different entities that come into play with just getting a transplant because it is literally a life altering thing. So people are just like, well, just get a transplant. It's so easy. It is not that easy. But also supply and demand. Demand is high. Supply is extremely low. So you got to make sure you have the right person who right. has the right support and the right body and yeah. the right organ and has all these little check marks. You yeah, know? there's a lot of checks and balances that goes along with the transplant. And if you don't, if you have one thing missing, even family support, there are people who are great candidates for all oh, these physical the things, but then they have no family support. They're in a city or a state by themselves and they're just like, you you need somebody to help you and you will be disqualified because of that. Like it's a very, UNOS has a very rigorous you know, transplant criteria. And not only that, if they give you this particular transplant and then it goes bad because you refuse to get a vaccine or whatever, or whatever the issue is, you're, you've now killed someone else. And that looks and you bad wasted that, on that. the hospital, on yes. the doctors. It's all, it's and all it, numbers. And it fucks up their numbers too, because uh-huh. you know, says there are so many deaths that you can have from transplanting people. And that's why the criteria is so rigorous because if you're giving out here, just giving transplants to random people who don't, who shouldn't get them because of their comorbid status or whatever the case may be, their more um, mortality rate, all that stuff, then you're, you're now going to be a target for, you know, to say, absolutely not. We're shutting your program down. We cannot offer you any more organs. Oof. And that's happened to hospitals before. Yeah. So, I mean, you lose your, your transplant accreditation. That's a lot of money you losing from a hospital standpoint. I get that everyone has their rights, right? But yeah. I, I would think that if I was at the point where I needed a transplant, my mm-hmm. ass would have already gotten a vaccine. Yeah. Because I, if I get COVID, I'm screwed. Seriously, because you're so immunocompromised. Exactly. You're immunocompromised for the rest of your life. Because you're, like you said, you're on anti-rejection meds for the rest of your life. And any little thing mm-hmm. can fuck up your, 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 uh, your transplant. So, yeah. you know. I just thought that was, you know, very interesting because we deal with uh, transplants. And then even to kind of piggybacking on that with regard to the kidney transplant. Did you hear that they are now they did a successful uh, kidney transplant with a pig's kidney and it lasted 56 hours in a human. That's it. Yeah. So so that's not successful. I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know what you consider successful. Because I'm like, did you did you actually put it in there or did you do like Grey's Anatomy and put the liver on ECMO? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they I don't know how they did that. But I mean, I think it's interesting to use a pig a pigney a a pigney pig's kidney for a transplant. They do it with valves. Well, yeah, it's just a bigger valve. I don't know what that's okay. But the difference is a valve is just like chilling. Exactly. You know, just like it's washed out. It's just like plumbing mm-hmm. a kidney has some it has a job it has, I, has I jobs i didn't realize that a pig's kidney was so very similar to a human kidney so when we eat pork is that why it, the body doesn't know what to do with it because it's so close to human 
No, I think it's just so many damn diseases and tapeworms and shit because they eat everything. Because you've heard that, right? Like the body doesn't yeah. know how to process pork. Mm -hmm. That's why it's bad. Well, for even you. corn. Like I mean, it's a complex molecule, so that's why yeah. you shit out corn whole. Do you think? What do you think happens when humans eat human meat, like cannibals? I think you go crazy because I only because and the only reason I say that it's based off a movie. It's not scientific. So the Book of Eli with Denzel Washington uh -huh. and these old people, this one couple that they ran into or whatever in the middle of nowhere, they were like sh shivering because every person that came there they killed them and they ate their their bodies pretty much and then and denzel was like too much human meat so yeah i don't think you're supposed to eat human meat you're n i'm sure your body doesn't know what to do with it because it's you yeah right and it's like i think it's we're, we're complex molecules our bodies can't break down certain like i learned this in chemistry your body cannot break down certain molecules again that's why that's corn why is a corn complex looks the same coming in and going out exactly corn is a very like your body cannot break down corn i do love corn because bread, of the, the chemical uh construct of it or the the chemical molecular whatever. structure thank you that's what i was trying to say the molecular yeah structure. i failed chemistry three times but i know that i took it well no i took it once and i got a c and then i was like oh i'm trying to get into grad school blah 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 i'll take it over and then i gotta be you know what's funny it is that i didn't know i was going to grad school till the end of my senior <laughs> year <laughs> so all my c's i was like screw it i passed it's a class yeah, pretty blah, much. Blah, blah. and then i got to my seniors like oh listen sometimes you got to see your way out of college okay that's C's what I get did. degrees yeah absolutely all right let's get uh, well okay one more thing that we got to talk about oh god this let's is kind of horrible about, so. um you were telling me something about the missionaries in haiti something Dude, about kidnapping? this missionary group in haiti got kidnapped by a gang of people for like a 17 million dollar ransom either 1.7 oh, or 17 million i'm bad with numbers they're never gonna get that my thing is i didn't realize people were still getting kidnapped out here like that and i guess it happens yeah. all the time we just don't hear it i'm just like people this sounds like a movie human trafficking yeah well, yeah but that's not like a group of well it is a group they of did that people. in africa with the um the young girls uh, they still missing the idea that someone can just pluck me off the street and be like you're mine now until someone pays for you literally scares the shit out of me this is why obesity matters everyone should gain at <laughs> least 50 pounds that's what i'm saying you're less kidnappable that well okay here, here's what i do want to say that's very sad that they are kidnapped uh that they were kidnapped and are being held for ransom um but here's the thing that i that i have unpopular opinion about missionaries right here's my issue with because are they from the united states i'm assuming they're from the united states they are if you give me six seconds i can tell you sure. ohio yeah so they are okay um Christian ministry here. Here's my issue with missionaries, right? Okay. It is, you have enough sinners here in the United States of these Americas that you need, that you can, can potentially convert to Christianity. Not only that, I feel like missionary work is very colonizing in a way. Like you are going to other people's country and you are telling them, my God is the only God that you should serve. Like forget all your other tradition, forget about whoever you pray for. It's it's all about who we serve because who we serve is the best. Even though you feel that I feel way. Like that's what happened in Afghanistan. Exactly. Like Yikes. this is, and this is why this, the country like crumbled as soon as y'all pulled out because you came in there putting your own ideologies on somebody else. Like, again, there's enough sinners. Here's my thing also, too, for missionaries. Y'all can't even get your Uncle Cecil and your Uncle Willie's and all them. Y'all can't even get them saved in your own family. So why are you going clear across the water to go save somebody else's soul? You got sinners right here. <laughs> that's all. I'm around your own front, though. It's not the same. It doesn't have the same panache. Child, that's, co that's colonization at its finest, Christopher Columbus. What's always... 
not creeped me out, but giving me the ick, you know. I don't like missionary work. The pictures that it's primarily girls that I see, but girls will come back from these missionary trips to Africa. And it's like these white girls surrounded by these black children. Mm -hmm. And you like go to these countries and you post these pictures on your Instagram and it just gives me an ick. I don't know what it is. And I know they're very, they're very white savior. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you're well intentioned, but like you're over there having a quote unquote good time. Yeah. Living with these people in these Mm -hmm. horrible circumstances. And then you dip out and post it on Instagram. Absolutely. I'm like, at least bring back a baby. Yeah. And I think you, you, they do it without any real research. Like people who, um, practice voodoo, right? Because voodoo is a religion. And I think there's a lot of different, um, rabbit holes that you can really go down, um, with voodoo. And a lot of the practices, honestly, that people who practice voodoo and Christianity are very similar, especially in the black church, like the dances and stuff that they do, the shouting and all that. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of similarities of the traditions of voodoo versus Christianity. And I feel like, you know, you, they, these are people that are in their own countries, minding their own business. Okay. Now, I know that the Bible talks about going to the highways and the hedges and share the good news, right? Paraphrasing the Lord's words. Here's the thing. You got highways and hedges in Ohio. That's untapped. I'm sure there's a lot of things in Ohio that are untapped. Thank you. So why do you feel like we just need to spread the love of God to all the Ethiopians out here? What, but but if they're Catholic, which I don't know what, what religion is popular in Ethiopia, but if they're Catholic, why do you feel like you're God? Like you don't even, oh, I hate it. I just hate it. <laughs> just, I just hate it. I'm just saying I refuse to be kidnapped in another country. I'm especially with a group of people. No, I'm running away. I, I think you would probably be the first person kidnapped because you're just like, hi, how's it going? <laughs> I practice uh, white safety which is white safety there's such a thing yeah wow it's called i operate in this world as a white woman so surely i'm safe you're gonna be the first one i know always i'm like no no no, they're fine they're just they just look like that they're just happen to be walking behind us for the last six blocks i saw these guys and they just said they wanted to party so i brought them back to the hotel Uh uh-uh you couldn't travel well here's the issue because i i cycle between hyper vigilant aware Mm -hmm. like we're all going to be sex trafficked. Everyone be on their high guard. And like, <laughs> we're fine. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, see, uh-uh, I can't travel with you then. <laughs> you can't because no. I never know what I'm going to be. I'm either going to be like, no. we're on it. We're getting it. Or I'm going to be like, la ti da ti da. No. I don't know. It's, you know what? Honestly, I, I need you, when you travel internationally, I need you to travel as a black woman and not as a white woman. I'll work on it. I yeah. honestly don't know what I can do about that. I mean, I'm you are friendly. 58%. 58 percent it's really taking over these days yeah definitely. i'm just like listen if some <laughs> my thing is if someone wants to get you you're you're gonna get god you, that's very true you're gonna no get matter god. How big or small so i just <laughs> no matter how if someone has taken the time yeah to select you the, you're already three steps behind that's very true so i'm like i might as well rock with it we might as well make a good time out of it oh my god <laughs> i don't know what no, else to do. god bless those people though i hope that situation is resolved because that's yeah. scary shit. and there's kids with them that's horrible i know that's horrible yeah that's i, I but also yeah. we're in the middle of a pandemic maybe you should have stayed your house at home just stop colonizing and trying to push your own and project your own beliefs on other people. Dude, Just stop. Have you watched Midnight Mass? Jesus, have you watched no, that show? At but all? I saw. Is it a horror movie? Because I, I, it looks like a horror movie. I think it's like I'm only halfway through. So I, I think do it's horror. like supposedly it's about vampires. I cannot confirm nor deny because I haven't gotten to that part. I thought yet. it was about a preacher who comes to town. It, it is. Oh damn. There's a lot and a lot to unpack. I can't really explain that it, but. Deep 
there's it's a small small christian town right yeah. so everyone's a church of, of the same of course it is <laughs> and the sheriff that moves into town is muslim mm. so and they have this whole the, there's this whole scene about how um he has a teenage son yeah and so his son and like all of his friends go to church all mm -hmm. of the stuff so naturally his son is like i want to go to church yeah. and the school passes out bibles mm. and so there's this big meeting and he's like if i passed out qurans to all of your kids you guys would run me out of town. Yeah. I'm just asking that you don't pass out a Bible to my son. Mm -hmm. And it's which just, is a reasonable ask, which is a reasonable ask. It does a very good job. This show of showing how, um, small town Christianity, there's always like one person mm -hmm. who's just like moving this agenda forward mm -hmm. and turns everything. And it's super weird. And like young millennial parents come mm -hmm. in and they're just like, Hey, we just don't want you forcing religion down our kids throats. Yeah. And she's, I don't know watch midnight mass if you want something I know, spooky. I know that's, so now that it's not creepy or i mean creepy, it's not scary it's a little spooky like suspenseful yeah okay i can do suspense but not horror i no, can't do horror it's not horror. horror no definitely not watch it um yeah i definitely watch that what uh what's going on with courtney kardashian congratulations to my new favorite kardashian couple courtney and travis barker are engaged and who would have saw that coming in the year of our Lord 2021? It wasn't no me. One. Did somebody check on Scott Disick? I have not, he's but I heard sick. he's very sad he's about so, it. He's somewhere sick in a closet just crying his eyes because out. Because they were, there was an episode of the Kardashians where they were in Vegas and they were going to get married. Oh, really? And she was like, actually, You no. did the right thing, Courtney. Yeah, mm -hmm. like you know when you're supposed to get married. They're like the white version, I feel like, of um, Sierra and like Russell. Like she was oh. with Future. And Future was like, you, you ain't know how to treat her right. Cheated on mm -hmm. her, blah, blah, blah. And then she got with Russell. And all of a sudden, now her life is so beautiful in this whirlwind love. And then it's the same thing with, like, Courtney and Scott. You would think Scott would be, like, the quote-unquote nice guy, right? Yeah. But he treated her like straight shit. And now Travis Barker's just like, yes! Gotcha, bitch. I know. And they look super happy. They do. People are suspecting that they actually got engaged when they were in Vegas. Mm. But now they wanted to do something for the show and, like, for everyone to know. So this was that. But either way, they look super happy. Maybe they're actually married. That would be fun. Yeah. Cardi B was doing She did that. She was married the whole time. What I'm wondering is if they're going to do a little... Because you know how their show is moving to Hulu? Have no. you heard about that? So they're ending... I don't follow them anymore. Okay. They're ending the E era. They're switching the show to Hulu. I'm wondering if everything going on with Kim, she's going to take a backseat and they're going to let Courtney and her new punk Why rock family... Why is Kim still on there? Is she just talking about Kanye? What, or, I mean, what is she has again? other things going on besides her husband. Really? Yeah. I feel like that's all she talks Skin. about. Well, she just had to rebrand everything because yeah. it was all KKW. She's only KK now. Mm. So everything was on sale. As long as it's not KKK. It is not KKK. Good. Do you remember when she wanted to name Skims Kimono? Do you remember that? No, but I remember you telling me about that on one of our episodes before. <sighs> not a good look. Which was like, what? Appropriation. Oh, yeah. I hate so it. I'm wondering if that's going to happen, but everyone looks happy and excited except for Scott. He's pretty sad. But also, like, <laughs> y'all were together for literally 10, 11 years. And you did nothing with your life. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you, you can't get mad. We're going through some shit, dude. And now you're dating 20 year old models. So that's horrible. horrible I don't know. Horrible. Happy for her. They look super cute together. Yeah, what's I never knew like punk rock would look good on her, but it does. See, that's what I'm saying. All these rappers, they'd be like, drugs, sex, rock and roll. And it's like, 
here this man is tatted up and he's I'm in love. Yeah. Why can't you just be well, stop trying to be a thug? Have you seen that TikTok where it's that black mom who says, um, I'm teaching my son how to identify trauma in his rap music that he's listening to. Oh my god. So they're listening to all these songs and she pauses no. it. <laughs> and she'll be like, Okay, so what did you hear? And he was like, Well, I think he has some trauma in a past relationship because he's talking about how that girl hurt his heart and now he doesn't like being with women like that anymore oh, and so the mom will be like is that big t trauma or little t trauma is she a psychologist <laughs> i hope so God. and so her son was like i think it's big t trauma because that can affect other parts of your life and this kid's like 10 11 12 oh my god it's so funny he's gonna overanalyze all his friends when he gets older i know Jesus. but i'm like there you go she was like i'm trying to teach him how other people's traumas will not be like affecting his life or will not be preached over his life. I mean, life. that's a great kind of skill to have or, you know, I, a, a characteristic to have to be able to notify people or see people's traumas, but then nobody going to be with you because you keep calling it out. <laughs> like, listen, I'm, I'm working through it, Travis. God damn it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Leave me alone. Jesus. All right. Uh, what are we watching? Um, I am watching Succession. That's really what I'm watching. What is that? Is it on Netflix, HBO? HBO. What is it? Oh, okay, Succession. Everything on HBO is everything. Succession is basically, you know, the Murdochs, Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so mm -hmm. it's this is kind of like not about him, but like about loosely based. Loosely based on him, mm -hmm. it's about this um, media tycoon, right, and mm -hmm. his family, and so it's about um, he's getting older. He's kind of the sons have risen up in the company, but he won't give up his title. So it's about just like the movings and the shakings and the going on of this company. But it just is a really good job of real world representing like mm -hmm. how screwed up everything is in media. And he'll yeah. like he'll talk to someone who talks to someone and he'll be like, oh, we're not running that. You're not going to run that on my channel. But he owns wow. like all these media corporations and he's trying to buy more. And they're like, that'll be a monopoly. Monopoly. He's like, I don't fucking care. It's wow. just like this cutthroat, crazy real life depiction of what's going on in like circles we'll never be a part of mm -hmm. which i always love because i'm like how do you know that you can't predict my future you're right i am somebody because god don't make no jump thank you <laughs> excuse me Remember we used to have to say that all the time as kids it's like i know i am somebody because god ain't make no jump oh god we're such corny Amen. kids anyway. anyway it's so i really try to watch a couple episodes of it i think yeah, you might like it definitely um just the way the kids treat each other and like the backhanded stuff and it's really good cool beans succession so that started again that's what i'm watching how many seasons is it this is the it's second? on the third season okay so there's two before that but it's only like two episodes of season three. Oh, okay cool um macaulay hawkins brother is in it yes never no? knew he had a brother thought okay. he was the only child okay awesome. um okay great i don't mm -hmm. think any you'd know anybody else who's in the did you watch pride and prejudice nope okay sky high i'm really trying here doesn't sound okay. familiar great nope. uh the gentleman it's okay. I, I'll look it's at the previews. You know what? Yeah, yeah. just watch the trailer. Yeah. Oh, just watch the trailer. Because I have HBO now. Hey. <laughs> shout out to my sister. Like, not sh a good shout out, but because we have AT&T, we had HBO Max the whole time, all these months, and she never told us about Dude, it. Dude, so. HBO is my favorite And it wasn't like network. she did it. She, she wasn't doing it to be malicious. She just, she was like, I think we do, but I'm not sure. <laughs> they so, yes. do not miss. No, I would highly recommend that show. I just watched Dune. I saw that. I saw the previews of that really good I need to watch it three hours long so i saw oh, it in Jesus. theaters Aww. i would watch it at home it's on hbo yeah yeah yeah. um i do you like timothy chalamet don't know who that is great perfect love him 
<laughs> it's gonna be great for you. This is so oh, hard. Oh gosh! <laughs> it is. Did you watch the original Dune? No. Okay. I never I, seen Dune. I didn't either. You didn't. I'm assuming you didn't read the book either. Great. Perfect. On the I same don't page. Read. <laughs> not audio book, but not read. So this is a very long, beautiful. I was never bored while watching it. Movie. Oh, that's good. But this is like I'm just. It's not a spoiler, but I feel like everyone deserves this preface. Dune is like Mad Max and Star Wars. I love Mad Max. Do you? So I, I think you will Charlie like Theron is a badass. Yeah. So her. this is like Mad Max vibes, but kind of spacey, like Star like in Ooh. the future spacey. But this whole movie is just setting up a bunch of other stuff. Oh, okay. So it's like, it does a very good job of like setting up the world and what's going on in this mm-hmm. time and what different things are and all of that, which I feel like. Is it like the year 3000 or some shit? Yeah, like it's like for- 1001 and like. Mm. So I guess like 10,184. Don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it does a very good job setting up worlds. I wasn't bored the entire time. Um, there wasn't a lot of like hard hitting action, but I think this movie was like the first half of the book. Mm. So the second movie will be like shit starts picking up. Picking up yeah. But it did a very it did a very good job of like setting the scene. I liked it. I think it was very good. That's good. There wasn't enough Zendaya for me, but there's never enough Zendaya for me. And yeah, I think you may like it. Yeah. If I you like, like Mad Max, I think you'll like I it. I love Mad Max. But I, you know, I like apocalyptic type shows and stuff yeah, like that too. I think you like it. I love sci-fi. Um, I've been watching, um, well, first of all, Lock and Key is back. Oh, I'm so excited. Season, or second, second season, season. Second season. Second season. I wish it was um, third. Yes, season. Lock and Key is back. And I started watching episode one, but I was like not paying attention to it. So I was like, okay, shut it off because we cannot miss anything mm-hmm. because, but it was a nice recap. So I was like, oh, yay, it's back. I'm waiting for The Witcher to come back. Ugh, Netflix, if you're listening. Made it through The Witcher. It's so good, though. It was just dark. I would fall asleep every time. It was a good movie. I mean, a good show. show. Um, but also, too, I saw T- Till Death with uh, Megan Fox. Oh, how was that? It was It was okay. I mean, it's your typical, like, bullshit movie where um, she is married to this like uh high-powered attorney or whatever and they go away for their anniversary to their cabin um she wakes up she's handcuffed to him and then he literally just commits suicide right in front of her and um she's stuck with him but it's because she was there was infidelity on her part and then there's all these other characters that come into play that's trying to kill her and all this kind of crap dude what a Um, way to get back at someone literally in your death and i'm like sir you could have did that a much better way but apparently there was some other stuff going on with him and his career as a lawyer that um he he i guess he needed to do that to avoid jail or whatever the case may be but it was okay it was just the ending was dumb as hell love but. that she's acting again her relationship with machine gun kelly is weird to me like they oh, are she's with machine gun kelly yes dude wow. that's how travis and courtney are all they're a little quad now they all wow, hang out because I did not know that. travis drums with machine gun kelly mm. and then all the four of them are always together that's cool never knew that but her machine gun kelly is weird they always machine quote this Kelly's thing weird. of like how they met and she was like you smell like weed and he said i am weed and that's like their romantic love story i hate it so fucking weird i absolutely hate it so weird and just like the way she talks about like her post about mm-hmm. him hold the f- can i just a quick i just need you to read this oh okay okay this is an example of the caption she okay. posted about him so it's a picture of the two of them there goes my heart, manifest outside of my body, draped in the towering silhouette of a most unusually handsome boy, magical and haunted, kinetic and tortured, ethereal and dangerous, cosmic, lawless, eternal, creative genius. The journey we like, 
will likely be perilous, but there is no destination without him. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh my Rehab god. Rehab Barbie. Jump off a fucking cliff. The is that fuck? not? It's just strange. That's like so what? dark. First of all, my heart outside your body. What is this? Your, is your fucking son? That's usually what you say when you describe a child. That's a that's a reflection, literally a DNA reflection of yourself. Also, Rehab Barbie. As a, I don't get that. It's an inside joke, probably, but I'm quite sure he's been to rehab. Hey, listen. <laughs> she so. looks like she's been too. So yeah, the weird captions like and that. And not the PTOT kind. <laughs> no, and they're always licking each other's tongue. I hate doing it. Weird I shit. It. I don't know. Anyway. I hate it. Glad you're giving her her streams though. I mean, it was, I'm not saying watch it. I'm not saying not watch it. I'm just saying it was, it was an okay movie. Uh, it, I, uh, anyway, um, Insecure is back today. Mm. <laughs> Y'all, I've been waiting back. what feels like an eternity for this. Yes. I cannot wait to I see I finally what finished. Happens. Season four. How do you feel about it? I, okay, I wanted to hate Lawrence. I really did. I, but, well, I, no, not that I wanted to hate him. I have hated Lawrence since the very beginning, right? Mm -hmm. But I can't hate him now because no, it's really cannot. not his fault. The it's baby not is his not fault. his fault. He was trying to get his shit together. He, he really was. was. He was. And, Mm -hmm. and, and honestly, it's nobody's fault. It's, it's just I mean, a shit situation. So let me ask you this question. If you were dating a guy or you and your ex got back together and y'all were like, hey, or even just dating a guy, period. And then y'all going good for a couple months and then all of a sudden a girl comes and is like, I'm pregnant. Would you stay with a, in a relationship with him? If he looked like JL. Oh, sweet lamb of if God. He was, if he wore the sweaters that Lawrence wears, probably I would stay. Any other circumstance? Hell no. Right? You can't. It's too much. That's too much. It's too much. That's too because and it's babies, their first baby. Babies bring people closer together. together. They don't keep them there, but they do bring them closer together. And y'all be, I'm trying to work it out for my kids. Fuck your baby. <laughs> you know, That's so just like, so. No. When she came over, I literally looked to the people I was with, and I was like, I bet you her ass is fucking. Pregnant. But the thing is, even though I knew that they were gonna have a baby, I wanted to see how it played out. Yeah. Because I was just like, okay, like. Oh, that they did sucks. such a good job of making everything start going smoothly. So like him and Issa coming back together and working through yeah. their shit and her shit's popping mm -hmm. off and she's feeling good and da 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 da. da and then yeah. just, just like that. But that's that's why I say we're living in a simulation. That's life. Dude. Life is it was, not real. This was the most real life shit. It really that could have happened. It really was because they were. I mean, it's not like they were trying to be in a. I mean, trying to have a, a child or anything like that or. That man. And he was just like, I don't know what to tell you. Like that's horrible. Oh, my mm -hmm. heart breaks. I love that man. And it's like, Issa, you you can't be mad. Lawrence, you can't be mad. Cadola, you can't be mad. But just so sad. Everyone's so sad. Yeah. He was like, this was supposed to be our time. Exactly. Yeah. And then too, you got to deal with. You will never have that experience of being able to have a child, like his first y'all's first kid together. Yeah. And like, my thing is, I was just thinking how it's like, it's no one's fault and everyone gets to do what they want. Mm -hmm. And I think they both needed as their real characters, right? Like they're real people. Of course. <laughs> they needed to break up to find themselves. They which did. Like, I'm a huge fan of people breaking up and coming back together. Yeah. Like sometimes you got to mm -hmm. go, sometimes you have to go be a part and figure out your own shit. And if you guys are meant to be, you'll come back as different people and it'll still work. Yeah. Because, I, I agree with you know, that. So I think they needed to, but if I was her, I would just be thinking like, if I had never cheated on you, if I had never done all of these things, if we could have somehow worked through that. They would have broken up over something They would have, but I would just be like, none of this shit would have happened. We would have yeah. still been together. Maybe I would be the one who was pregnant. You would have never met this bitch. Yeah. 
it's fucked up but you guys had it's, to uh, like you guys had oh yeah. man that show gets Issa, me. i don't and the thing is i hate the fact that she doesn't drop all the episodes at once so i can't just watch no. the finale just to see what happens and they're always 30 minutes i'm like yes. i need an hour episode man I, I love spoilers like i love to know what happens in the end but then i will still watch it to see how it plays Ew, out i hate people like i you. will literally like any, any movie like even the movie i watched yesterday until uh, death I literally watched the ending and I was like, oh, okay, so this is how this ends. Let me just see how it plays out. So I like no, stuff like that. No, yeah. that ruins everything. No, I won't ruin it for other people, but I just, I like to know what happens at the my end. My mom and my roommate are chronic, um, sounds like my mom is my roommate. Like, um, <laughs> my mom is my, my mom roommate. Is my, roommate. <laughs> my mom and my roommate are the kind of people who, when we're watching something, they're like, on their phone like this and i'm like i know you're looking up how this ends mm -hmm. or i know you're if it's a true story i know you're looking up what oh, happened absolutely. just stop just watch it no they're like no i hate doing that i have to watch yeah no i need to know exactly what's happening beforehand i have control issues no baby it's uh -huh. a ride buckle up nah definitely not all right so um let's head on over to the uh, anything else we need to talk about before we head to the rehab corner uh no let me talk about all it yeah yeah all right well let's head on over to the rehab corner all right, so in the rehab corner today, we are discussing a topic, uh, a kind of a headline that happened, I think last week it was, um, where there was a particular mother, a black mother of two, who actually woke up uh, from a seven-month coma after doctors told family to pull the plug. And um, under the comments of this particular headline, there were a lot of people that were just like, see, this is why you shouldn't trust doctors and you should just uh -uh, keep your family member on there as long as they can and da 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 And I'm just like, have you I ever seen a picture yeah i'm like have you ever seen a person in a coma before like do you know what a coma looks like because i do I've you know what coma people... rehab looks like thank you well the thing is when i when i used to work at um, a particular government hospital um they had a uh i think they still have this there a conscience a conscious a conscious emergent program i think that's what it's called where basically people um military people who are in comas they do different things like stimulate you and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. open the blinds turn on the tv at certain times a day to try to um to try to arouse, awake, to you. arouse you and wake you up um the issue with that is that people and by this picture this mother has like she's in a hospital looks like an icu she has a trach or a tracheostomy so she looks like she's on a breathing machine or a ventilator um and i don't think people really understand like being in a coma is horrible like as a as a medical clinician that's a horrible thing to see like we have patients in the icu that um, are on cardiac pressors that are sedated medically um you're on feeding tubes all that kind of stuff you have somebody turning you wiping your ass doing all this stuff you start getting bed sores you know you start getting necrotic limbs your toes and your fingers start to turn black you can wake up with a amputation and so sometimes it's more damage keeping people alive than it is to let them ride this out for seven months i mean we've had patients that have been dude that on, bill is all i'm thinking of that ooh, hospital Jesus. that's what remember in the very beginning of this podcast we said like podcast episodes i think it was like episode uh whatever it doesn't matter Healthcare is a losing game it's a lose lose so you don't have the money to keep yourself alive none of us have the money to keep ourselves alive unless we're a billionaire right but even then you you wake up and you live through this horrible situation and be oh my god no you're living and you have no quality of life you have to have all these services home health you know rehab home nursing um, home nursing all this stuff you're you need equipment you need home modification mm -hmm. but yet you're alive and then you're sitting on a mountain of debt 
over a million dollars in debt for being asleep for seven months. My thing is, so like everything else on social media, this is not the norm. This is the exception. Absolutely. Just like the crazy shit we see on social media. Like, yeah, there's a hundred other situations happening a day, but we see the one crazy mm -hmm. bad one or the one, whatever. This is yeah. the same thing. So, but I just hate how like, and like, God bless it. This is awesome. Very yeah. glad she's awake. Absolutely. That doesn't happen often. That's not. That's not what happens often. But these mm -mm. stories get perpetuated, and people are like, "We don't want to let go because we heard that this lady was on yeah. life support for seven months and she woke up." Absolutely. And it just sucks because we see it all the time, and we're like, "There is no like." My favorite is when the doctors are like, "We've done everything we can. Last Hail Mary therapy." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "I cannot get up this patient, <laughs> <laughs> and anything I do is just going to make it worse." Yeah. Like, well, we just have to prove that they're not doing any better. Yeah. I'm like, "Why do we have to be the ones that prove exactly. they're not doing any better?" I mean, but honestly, we're the best ones as PTs and OTs. Like, I remember we had a patient um, who, and he is alive and well, thank God. This man ended up having—I want to say—he had a massive heart attack, or he was found down by his son. I think that's how it happened. Came into the hospital, ended up on ECMO. He was in the ICU. Um, and we thought he kind of technically had like an anoxic brain injury because he just wasn't really responsive. And myself and Audrey worked with him for like weeks, right? And at one point in time, we were just like, we don't really know if he's going to come back from this, right? But we're still going to work with him. And then all of a sudden, one day, he just had a very amazing day because of the consistency of us working with him. So, of course, Audrey and I are just like, oh, shit. Maybe that's the surge, right? <laughs> yeah. But it did not end up being the surge. It was just literally his body was just like, okay, we're ready to survive now. We've wow. done enough healing. And to the point where he ended up being able to survive, came back for an LVAD, worked out, and went to rehab, was doing all this amazing. And he ended up having a stroke, too, during one of his admissions. Ended up coming back, getting strong enough, coming back, got a heart transplant, and is doing amazing. See? So you're it just does like, happen. it does happen, but it's not every single patient because we've also had patients that we have worked with and they have a detrimental stroke and they are no longer there. Remember that young lady we saw, um, very young pregnant girl. Um, she was, I think like 19 or something like that. And she was like, we just shoved her to the edge of the bed just to see what she would do. Do you want to know about that girl? Oh God. What? Did, did she die? She no, died, right? No. What Talking, happened? having a great time. No way. Y'all. We're not I making our case look very <laughs> Listen, this is not how we wanted this to go. So Monty and I went in to see this patient and I think she was, Ow. I don't know if she was an immigrant or what had happened. She had come from Mexico. Yeah, she did. She was undocumented, but she was staying, I think with her aunt oh, or something like she that. She was staying with an aunt or an uncle yeah. with her brother. She ended up getting pregnant. So she ran or she ran away from home. So no one knew her situation. Pregnant. Yeah. She came into the hospital and she was just like catatonic. She had like locked in syndrome. Like she didn't we respond went in there or anything. And I tried, we spoke to, I spoke to her in Spanish. Yep. We were both moving. She looked like it was scary because she looked at like at any moment she would wake up and like stab she was also you or having, something. Um, she was also having embolic showers too. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was having embolic showers. So it was just a very weird situation. So blood clots in her brain. We would get, she wasn't doing any, she no. wasn't responding to anything. She was just staring at us. It was very creepy. Mm -hmm. We got her to the edge of bed. Nothing happened. And I was like. God bless. Yeah, we dude. signed off. We were just like, she's not it. Because even the neurologist was just like, um, I mean, y'all can go in there and try, but I don't think you're going to get very much with yeah. her. And we went in, we tried. We were like, yeah, she's not responsible. So fast forward, Jesus. I have a coda come up to me and they're like, Alyssa, you evaluated this woman. I don't know what to do with her. Another therapist went in there the other day and said she's doing this, this, and that. I said, she's not doing that, that, and that. I saw her. She <laughs> wow. wasn't doing anything. Tell me how she does today. But like, I would kick her back off caseload if she's not doing anything. Yeah. I don't know what we can do until she starts to wake up. Yeah. 
She was like, oh, she was nice. We sat up at the edge of the bed. We did some oral care. We oh brushed her hair. God. Then uh, another coda oh, yeah. went in the next day. And she was like, she was so nice. What are you talking about? And I was like, girl, she looked like at any moment she would just snap into it. And she looked like she wanted to kill somebody. Yeah. She had this horrible look on her face. Like, she, I don't know what was going on. And they're like, no, she's not doing that anymore. Like you, like, you know how those patients who they're not looking at you. They're looking beyond you through and through you. you. That's literally what she looked and like. Was like, she was not scary. there. It was like yeah. some gone girl type shit. But no, I guess she's up and doing well now. That is insane. I am so happy for her because she was so, that, that case was really sad. But then also, too, you have these patients where they're on these, you know, ventilators and machines and ECMO for like four and five months only for them to die. And it's just like, so you just prolong the inevitable. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there is this, this delicate balance that you have to, or this, this teeter tottering that you have to do on this line for, you know, should I pull the plug or should I not? Um, but I think also too, that's when patient advocacy from different disciplines come into play as well mm -hmm. too, because it's not just what the doctor says, but it's everybody else. So if they're not, if they're working with rehab or, you know, nursing and all these other kind of different, you know, uh, people that are coming in there, seeing them and they're not making any progress, I mean, it's kind of, you kind of know what you need to do. It's just hard to do it. It's so hard. It's hard. It's hard as hell to do, like to take somebody off of a machine because you hear of cases like this and you're just like, uh -huh. well, they could snap out of it. And and I feel like a lot of times we have to be the ones who are like, all right, listen. Because, okay, yeah. like the cases we've just explained, like doctors will see that and they'll mm -hmm. be like, look, therapy does work. It's perfect. Yeah. We're going to use it with everyone. <laughs> see, this person was doing so horribly. They worked with therapy and now yeah. they're doing great and we saved them. And so now we're getting everyone therapy. And, it's and like, you're no. like, no, it's not appropriate with some people. No. So a lot, of, literally, probably 78% of the conversations I have with my PT right before I go in is like, mm -hmm. all right, listen, we'll get them to the edge of the bed. Yeah. They're going to crash. We're going to put them right back in bed. Yeah. All right. That's all we can do. And a lot of times that's how it goes. But there's like 20% of the mm -hmm. time when you do that and then they start doing really well. And you're yeah. like, damn it. And it's not a damn it because they're doing well. It's like, here we go. This one's going to be the one. And then exactly. the doctors are going to ride that high for the next six months. They are. And they're going to want everyone up, mm -hmm. even if they're inappropriate. I've had, yeah. I've told doctors, hey, every time I sit them on the edge of the bed, their map drops to 30 and it takes them forever to recover. Yeah. And they're like, well, what are you going to do? Just keep trying. Like, I remember I had this one patient and, and this, this young lady she really stuck with me because um, I felt like I saved her to a degree. Like she was a young 21 year old that came in. She had a massive stroke and she pretty much was like anoxic brain injury, not responsive whatsoever. So myself and one of the speech therapists, um, we worked with her. And of course, most times with people, they they will eat without commands like you put something to their mouth it's just automatic mm -hmm. that their reflexes will kick in and they'll you know start to chew right so or their, their primitive reflexes come back and so she was able to start eating with the speech therapist and then this one particular day like she's would always moan and groan was this and queen this project yes it was and so we i remember i walked past her room one day and just like we were talking about how the patients look through you she looked at me she looked at me and I'm like, this bitch is in there. She's <laughs> literally in there. And so, I, and she wasn't even on our, on our caseload. We had dropped her from caseload for like a couple of weeks. And when she looked at me and she moaned and I'm like, this girl is in there. And so I went in her room and the nurse was like, what are you doing? I thought y'all dropped her from PT caseload. And I was like, she looked at me. She was like, oh, she looks at everybody. And I was like, no, no, no. She like, looked I, at I me. felt like Meredith. And I was like, she fucking looked <laughs> at me. So I go in the room and I'm, and I'm talking to her and I'm like, I'm just going to say like her name is like, Alyssa. So I'm like, Alyssa, can you hear me? And so I stood there and she didn't say anything. And I was like, damn, 
Maybe she didn't. So I was like, Alyssa, do you hear me? Do you hear me talking to you? And she finally was just like, yes. And I was like, this is why I do my job. She, so literally, she just took forever to respond, but she was in there. And I was like, I'm picking you back up for caseload. I got her to the edge of the bed, and I'm like, am I hurting you? And she's like, no. And we, and then we, it, it was actually Audrey and I's uh, project. Well, Queen the uh, reavowed her, and then Audrey took over. We would literally get her by the window. We called her mom. We would FaceTime her mom, and we would be sitting by the window doing therapy with her and stuff like that. And it was just... It, that to me, I was just like, don't ever give up on your family members. And then you get another person and they're just like, let them die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one? No, I wasn't this, talking about this one. This one ain't working, but this one, keep her alive. But yeah, I mean, she, she ended up um, being able to recover, not fully. Like she ended up going to like a rehab facility or whatever. Um, but I've always wondered what, like, what happened to her at the very end. She came back for a readmission mm-hmm. um, from a facility, but she actually was still in there and still like, you know, being able to communicate. And I, I put signs all over her room and i was like she can talk she understands what you're saying she hears everything you're saying give her time to respond her brain is trying to heal god it's that good. was amazing when the job is good y'all it's, it's good. good i have my covid project right now my main man yeah i have been was that this- my man no oh okay no your man I-, I gave up on your man oh geez what? i didn't give up on him but he needed someone else for a while. <laughs> somebody else's project. That makes sense. I've been with this man. He was on, he got COVID. He was, he got COVID on his anniversary. Oh, that sucks. Um, and luckily they were around here because they're from Corpus. And so mm. I was talking to the wife the other day and she was like, thank God that we were around here. And I was like, yeah. thank God you were around here because who knows what would have happened in another hospital. Because yeah. small hospitals just don't have, I've never realized how important it is the hospital that you are at yes and then and i that have in the last near. year that you live near it's yeah. insane we had people that drove like four hours with covid i remember there was a husband and wife couple they drove four hours from the valley to san antonio to. for care and when the husband got here his o2 was like in the 60s and i'm like y'all literally could have died but it was better than staying there yeah, at dude. a small town hospital that yeah. didn't have any resources so this man was on ecmo in a sand bed we could mm-hmm. barely get him to the edge of the bed i hate sand beds i hate sand beds too mm-hmm he's finally like he finally got to cannulate it and yeah. that's when i was like okay bud it's you and me he's the one where i hurt my back transferring oh, him he asked you and like, he was like are, are you, you okay <laughs> yeah. i love faces like that him, so i told him hey once you're decannulated from ecmo i can see you more often i'll yeah. put you on my list me and the pt that he likes yeah so we're in there every day and so finally this last week we got because he has a sublux mm-hmm. we got him up in a platform walker he's taking steps on thursday we walked all the way to the door of his room it's the first Ooh. time he's been out of a room and i was wow. just like why oh, do my job uh, no. i was like you're gonna walk out of here if it's the last thing i do yeah i was like but now he's gonna go down to inpatient rehab and forget all about me yeah, and he then will. he's gonna be with the other therapist to like actually get him up and moving this job is thankless but that's Listen, okay during the pa- when the pandemic first started and they started doing a lot of these news stories on patients and oh lung transplants and this 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 and that and we would see our old patients on the news and they'd be like yeah you know my ot so and so and then my pt so and so and we're like 
bitch, it's because of us that you're fucking alive. I was like, we do all the grunt work, getting your ass up to the edge of the bed. We didn't give up on you. You're literally moving meat. You are jello and we get you up and we make sure your body doesn't just decay. Absolutely. And then they get all the glory just because you're already walking around when you get down there. Remember our one patient who, um, well, you, I don't know if you, you work with him once he got to the actual ICU and he was like COVID free for real, for real. And this young kid had kids or whatever. And every time they would take him off sedation, he would like crash. And remember if we rolled him to his right side, he would die. That was one of the first, that had to be one of my first ECMOs by yourself by myself yeah he was like and they were like just don't roll him to the right he'll he'll die die. yeah we found that out but like by happenstance and we literally were like oh he shit himself let's go ahead and clean him up we roll him of course to me roll him to me and then all of a sudden his maps just plummet and then he's just i was like (laughs) (laughs) so we had to just keep tucking and oh god bless him but yeah he i remember we worked with him we did arts and crap we did so much with him in the beginning of the pandemic and he we got him a transplant he left and he went on the news and he was like oh i'm so thankful for my pt and my ot we were like bitch and it wasn't y'all it wasn't me and we were like dude we're the ones who told them take off the sedation so we could work with him no monica every time we take him off sedation he goes crazy he thrashes and he crashes and i'm like trust us take him off the fucking sedation we go in they take him off the sedation, and what happens? The man is calm. We're like, hey, we're Monica and Queen We're tag team. Let's get you back to your family. And we got no praise. God there's, damn it. We don't do it for praise. Something, some people just want to fucking move. That's true. Somebody's some just recovered. Some bodies are freak out because they wake up and no one's there being like, hey, everyone's exactly. like, calm down, calm down, calm down. Right. It's the least calm situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have to be like, hey. I'm going to take these off. Mm-hmm. Don't grab anything. If you grab anything, I'm going to put them back on. Yeah. Hey, we're going to sit up at the edge of the bed. You're going to be okay. The first question is, do you know where you are? No. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Right, cool. So you are in the hospital. Do you know what city and state you're in? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Do you know what happened to you? Let's no. start there before we tar- start talking about introductions of therapy. Okay. Let's just get there. for. I-, I told him that a million times. You have to keep telling them because every time you wake them up and you tell them where the fuck they are, they start thrashing and then you put them back to sleep. And so it's 51st <laughs> fucking dates. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Explain to the patients where the fuck they are. Jeez. It's not rocket science, people. Ugh. And then I f- like, that's why I always start feeling crazy because the nurses will be like, they are extremely agitated. Please put the things back on. The restraints back on and i'm like listen i don't want to call you a liar but we just had a whole session together he didn't pull out one line he followed all my commands was extremely calm throughout and i was like then again i'm with him for 30 minutes you're with them for exactly 12 hours yep but i'm just i'm trying to call you a liar but uh we had a great time i think that happens with nurses all the time they're just like okay i'm gonna trust you because you behave with therapy and then as soon as we leave they're like Like, god damn it they pull their ng2 out sorry they didn't do it with us (laughs) we had a good time maybe if you sit inside the room but you can't do that in the icu when you have five to one patient that's not possible so yeah yeah uh but yeah i mean it's that that's a great story i'm glad that that happened to that young lady but those stories are very few and far between unfortunately where you have a successful case where you're not again you uh, a lot of these cardiac pressors you're on i mean max out on the vent then your body is literally decaying and you your limbs start dying and then if you have dead limbs on you it's only going to cause you to be septic and you're going to die anyway so um that's what i tell everybody i'm like this is 
a long road once you recover from that like mm-hmm. you got through the hard hard part your your body fought now your mind's got to fight absolutely and it's a long ass road and your age has a lot to do with oh lo- i've seen people rebound from stuff that i was like no yep. way or like you know when you look at the mri mm-hmm. and you're like you stroked bad yeah. buddy there are little strokes everywhere but they're like 35 exactly. and they just pop right back up yeah it's insane versus a 70 year old oh, we'll will not recover that. like that no. yeah so i think people like you have to look at the comorbid status you also have to look at their age and their weight as well too because even some of these obese people they'll they'll fool you now because we've had a 400 pounder on ecmo and we were just like why the fuck would you cannulate this motherfucker <laughs> Who, who's gonna rehab this man because <laughs> it then, ain't me and then he pops up and just starts running circles around the icu you're like what the fuck dude it's when they do like their 360 6'4 and i'm yeah. like what the fuck i hate when they do it. and you're just like i can't even see where these cannulas are because their panis is on the cannulas then you try to stand them and all of a sudden their flows drop and you're like because they're you're like you need to push push the flow push the flow like can, can we just get a bolus real quick please <laughs> a bolus of whatever i don't care what you want to push just push something Albumin or something jesus yeah god bless these people in the yeah. hospital that's a very hard choice to make and it is it's not easy to it's let not a, easy a, but a family member go because you don't want to make the wrong decision also it depends on your doc i always say trust your doctor right but like what if you have a shit doctor that's very you have to advocate for yourself and, and even even without knowledge like I, this is going to sound very morbid but i'm actually kind of happy the way that my dad died that his body just they could not resuscitate him because had they resuscitated him and for him to be on a ventilator or a trach or something like that i know that my mother would have looked at me and said what should i do because this is what you do every day you mm-hmm. know and i would that's your husband that's only my dad i can't I can't tell you what decision to make for him, what, what's negative or positive. Um, I can only just give you the information that I have or the knowledge that I have, because what conversations have you all had about end of life care? Or have you ever had those conversations? Mm-hmm. Have he, has he ever joked about it or whatever? And that's why I even think even going back to when you're when you're with friends or family or you're, you know, get life insurance and all that kind of stuff. Having those conversations are so important about what you would want. Oh, yeah, because it's very hard. What is too late? Yeah seriously and you're just like I-, I can't see them like this well even though you can't see them like this maybe they would have wanted you to keep them on life support or whatever uh-huh. the case may be so there's a i mean there's a lot that goes into it and it's it's hard to pull the plug on a family member yeah. it's really hard that's that's a, one of the hardest things you can ever do and but. on that note keep fighting <laughs> <laughs> do what you can Absolutely. eat your fish oil you know drink your water go on walks stay that's as that's healthy hard. as you can take an anxiety walk clear Just your mind do what you do what you want to do you got a do better what chance you want, of getting, what you want with my body you got a better chance of getting hit by a bus eat what you want it's fine you have a better chance of getting hit by a bus seriously a burger has never killed anybody food has never killed anybody i don't think that's accurate it's the lack of movement that kills you not the food you can eat a burger with a greasy burger but if you don't move mm, that plaque exactly Hmm. the lack of movement here's my thing though i see 400 500 pound patients right that are up and moving fairly as healthy as you can be at being 500 pounds Mm -hmm. and then i see like triathletes come in with like heart issues heart issues so i'm Mm -hmm. like "Mm." eat the burger just eat it everybody on 600 pound life has a spouse i'm saying (laughs) eat the cupcakes i'd rather be fat and married than skinny and alone right now split these bills come on i'm tired of paying these bills by myself and that's that on that exactly anything else we need to talk about before we get out of here no i'm depressed now i'm gonna go eat oh geez well i 
Okay. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. As always, it's been a pleasure. Shout out to everyone who's been slanging and banging with us for the last year. We really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Have a spooky week. We're going to have a special Halloween episode for y'all coming up next week. Ha ha. Yay. You have to watch to see and stay tuned to see what it actually is. I think it'll be out on like Dia de los Muertos, right? Or no. Maybe it'll be after that. Mm, yeah, it'll be a little bit afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. But it's still... Still gonna be. We can watch Coco. Yes, Coco. I finally watched that like last year. Anyway, but yes. All right, y'all. Spread love. Spread light. And don't forget to laugh Laugh your your face face off. off. This song is really growing on me now. After a year. I feel like I'm on Boy Meets World or something. Step by step, day by day by day. <laughs> People you know, some of we say, will make it better the second time around. <laughs> Why are we like this? Oh my, it's all right, cause I'm saved by the bell. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Face-Off with Fleming and Fowler. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at The Face-Off Pod. Be sure to tune in to The Face-Off with Fleming and Fowler every Tuesday when new episodes are released.